Oh, well, kia ora, everyone. You, you, you actually look better than you did last week. I want, I want to just say that. It's just like, you're looking, you're looking fine, uh, fine people. Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm surviving. Okay, Anita's away. I'm surviving. Uh, she's um, she's away, and uh, we're surviving, right, Ruth? We're 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 starving, but no, we're not. We're being uh, we are being fed well. Don't don't, don't worry. So it's, um, we are being looked after. And again, we've got so many people away. I mean, Ian, Pastor Ian and Andrew Weekly there, and I don't even know. He's, he's with the Russian army. The last time I saw him, and he's in Russia. Last week he was in Siberia, uh, Mongolia, and then now he's in Siberia. Is he or Russia or we? We don't know where he is. All I know, he was in he was in Europe. Then he was in Asia. He was jumping across a border somewhere where yeah, he's going Europe, Asia. I was like, what's wrong with you, Ian? Come on, it's not. But they're, they're, it looks like they're having a great, uh, great time. Are you ready for the word? Amen, amen. A couple of weeks ago, I told you that conference, you know, I was so excited when conference finished. It was filled up last night. I don't know how many uh, people were there, but the place was packed. Whatever we'd curtained it down to, it was full. And, uh, uh, you know, for first night, you know, the, the, you know, we didn't have all of it full, but by that last night, it was full, plus the kids' conference and all the other stuff that was happening. So I was, I was celebrating on Sunday, thinking, oh, that's cool. It was full, and I was quite happy on Sunday coming here, uh, uh, ready to preach. And, and of course, I, I was still happy by the time I, uh, I got here, but I just remember uh, uh, the Lord, Lord saying uh, to, to me, just before I was coming to church here, I filled what you opened up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you, you made this many seats, a 5,000 seat auditorium, you made you know, so many seats available. There's a lot of seats hidden behind curtains. He's like, I filled what you made available. I was like, oh, couldn't you just wait till Monday to tell me that way? Uh, and, and he reminded me of a story. Uh, and I couldn't remember. Remember, I said, I couldn't remember. Where is it? Is it Elijah, Elisha? Who, uh, who is it? But the story of the, the pots and the oil. And, and, and so I thought this week, I'm going to go and dig a little bit into that and just uh, uh, see what, what, what is that scripture actually about. So if you've got your Bibles with you, if you haven't, uh, uh, it's going to come on the screen. It's 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through uh, 7. The, the wife of a man from the company. Everybody say the company. From the company. From the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha. We have now discerned it as Elisha, not Elijah. Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing, nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you, you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left them and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another jar. But they replied, There is not a jar left. Then the oil, the miracle of God, the move of God, Stopped flowing. Right. Oh, the preacher's going to preach. She went and t- I just I felt the Holy Ghost right there, just on that. She, she went and told the man of God, and, and he said, "Go sell the oil, pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what on what is left." Hallelujah! This is the story of a desperate mother and a manifest miracle. It really is. 
I, 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 I want to find out what, what, what does this passage say for our life? Because this is a challenge for me, this passage for next year. It's like, will I open the whole fun? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll need to do another message on fear or something before. Before then, it's just a whole nother, a whole nother level uh, uh, to, to, to do that. But I wanted to find out what things can I learn from this passage that can help me and help us for our lives. So I've got five, five things. I'm sure there's more. But the first thing is simply this. People have problems. That's the first thing I can learn from this passage. It doesn't matter how spiritual you are, spiritual you are how long you've been coming to church. We, we will all have difficult days. Come on, a good place to say amen. <laughs> it's not a promise we want to claim, but it's just, it's just a re- reality. I mean, if you, you look at this, this woman's life, she was going through a hard hard time. We've, we've got, all got issues. We've all got, got, got stuff that we, we will go through or are going through. Maybe you're going through some stuff even right now. But just because you love God, it doesn't mean that you won't have difficult days. We've just got to know. If you're here and go, well, now I'm following Jesus, everything is going my way. No. No, there will be difficult days. There will be tough days. There will be difficult times, challenging days. And if you look at her, it says her husband revered the Lord. He was a, he was a man of God. He was, a, he was a prophet, but obviously it was not very profitable. Uh, there's still nothing happened over here. They're, they're still going, what is it? What are but, but, but he, he had died in debt, and the debt collectors were, were coming. And you, you've got to understand it's very different than, than it is in these days. You know, Harvey, Harvey Norman in those days didn't miss, mess around when you missed those camel payments. I want to tell you, uh, they, they came after you. They came after you. And, and, and they didn't just take you to court when you missed They take you. They would take you. You would become a slave. You'd become a, a, a bond servant. And so she had quite a situation going on. And, and so, so I can learn. So you, you can love God and still do dumb things. Can I hear an amen? I mean, how many have done dumb? No, no, I don't want to see your hand. All, all of us really could probably put a hand out. And so, so she had this situation and, and, and it was serious. Her husband had died with some, some, some debt and we don't know how he died. We don't know what the circumstances were, but the situation was about to go to a whole new level, and the fact that she had she had lost her husband, and now she was about to lose her sons. She was about to lose her children. But in her problem, she sought God's power. In her pain, she sought God's power, which leads me to my second point: Don't be afraid to ask for help. There'll be some here today. You need to ask for help. You've got situations going. Uh, don't, don't be afraid to, to, to ask someone or to, or to ask or approach God for help and say, God, help me. Help me. I, I, I love how she even asks Elisha. She's, she's like, uh, Elisha, you've got to do something. Because uh, uh, no, notice, notice how she asked. She didn't say, my husband, your servant. She, said, she started off by saying, your servant... My husband, in other words, Elisha, you better do something about this because after all, he works for your company, right? Elisha, he works for your company, the company of the prophets. Come on, somebody. He's working for your company. You, you've got to do something about my, my situation. And there was a boldness there. And I, can I tell you, some of us need to get a bit more bold. Lord, no. Some of us need to get 
a bit more bold. Turn to the person next to you and say, the preacher could be talking to you. He could be talking to you. Some of us need to step out and get a bit more, a bit more bold. And I, I'm reminded, she, 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 it's like that, and I've spoken on it before, but it's like she got that shameless audacity about it. You remember that passage, that parable that Jesus talked about where a guy turns up at his mate's house in the middle of the night. And so the guy's got like, man, I've got nothing to feed you. So he goes to his next door neighbor's house and he bangs on the door and says, open up. And the, the guy's like, what are you doing, buddy? I said, it's the middle of the night. No, I've got a friend here. He's coming a long journey. Can you give me some bread? Give me some food for him. He's hungry. And, and it goes on to say this in Luke 11 verse 8. He said, I, I, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, Jesus said, ask and it will be given. Knock, the door will be open. Seek and you will, seek and you will find. And you might say your situation is, and I've got to say this slowly, is a big ask. See, I'll just pause for a bit. But, but we have a big God. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. We have a God who is, listen, I, I, I don't know, but the God you're serving, but the, I want to tell you the God that I'm serving can do exceedingly. About anybody else's God can do that. I mean, he can do exceedingly, abundantly, and above. In whatever situations we're going through or walking through, A.W. Pink said, this most people expect little from God. They ask little and therefore receive little and are content with little. Come on. Right. Al Stone, large asking and large expectation on our part, honor God. It honors God. Some of us just ask small stuff. We need to understand to, to ask something big of God. Honors. I love the old saying, Thou art coming to a king, large petitions with thee I bring for his grace and power such that none can ever ask too much. This is our king. This is our God. Some of us need to ask and not be afraid. The third thing I can see from this story is the miracles in your house. The miracles in your house which is kind of annoying because, you know, I've been a Christian for a while and it's, it's annoying to think that the miracle's in my house and I can't see it or the miracle's in your house and you can't see it. You're, 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 it's kind of annoying. It's like I thought if the miracle's in my house, I'd be able to see it, right? I'd be able to identify it. I'd be able to find it some way. But we're going to understand that the miracle is in, the, in your house. See, Elisha asked, tell me, what do you have in your house? And she says, your servant has nothing. Zilch. Zero. There is nothing. In other words, what she, what she was saying is that there is nothing in my house that you can work with, God. There's nothing in my house that you can do anything with God. And she says, except... All I have, she doesn't just say a jar of olive oil. She says a small jar. I just want to remind you, uh, well, even what I have is just little. Yeah. Yeah. So some of you are telling God things like that. It's just too small. God, this, I, I, I have nothing. 
in my house. What's the oil in your house that you're overlooking? What's the oil in your house that you're, you're, you're missing? And you're, you're not, because the miracles in your house. And what, what's that small thing in your house that you, you, you're not seeing? You're missing, missing out because there's a miracle about to manifest. But, but again, we, we have to understand the miracle is in the house. The seed of the miracle, come on somebody, is, is in your house. Now, do people come? Do people come to your house and go, "What's in your house?" I mean, Anita's been gone a week. I came home last Sunday, and there's a whole lot of kids in my house in my fridge. Going, "What's in your fridge?" Come on, somebody! I'm getting my fridge. <laughs> What's in my house? What's in your house? You know, I've learned with with Anita, especially with Anita, and I can say this here. Hopefully, she doesn't watch it. <laughs> she bet she probably will, because she'll be checking out what I said, but. But I've just learned over the years, when Anita's in the house, never go to her, never, and say, dear, there's nothing to eat. Come on. There's nothing to, I mean, they're like, because the red is you open the pantry, it's full, right? Because Anita's always like first world problems. You know, there's nothing, I mean, the pantry's full, the cupboards are full. Come on, you know what I mean? But we're like, there's nothing to eat. It's the same as like, there's nothing to wear. And, and, and we have entire rooms that we can go in and walk in. We call them walk-in wardrobes. They're stacked from floor to ceiling, but I've got nothing to wear. And, and Sana, what's the oil in your house that you're not seeing? What's the nothing in your house that you're, you're missing? You're not getting, you're not, you're not seeing. She said... She said, except the small jar of, of oil. What's the exception in your house? Because I want to tell you, the miracle is in your house. It's, it reminds me of the two small fish. We've talked about that. Sorry, the, yeah, the two small fish and the five small loaves, the miracle that fed the five uh, 5,000. The maths don't work, but God does. Come on, somebody. What's the oil in your house that you're overlooking? See, maybe I, I want to say to you, I want to put it to you, I want to present it to you, maybe today that, you, that there's more in you than you realize. And what's in you might be small, it might be in seed form, but in the hands of a big God, come on somebody, maybe a miracle could manifest. Maybe a miracle could manifest. See, what you consider your small nothing could be the very something that God uses to manifest a miracle. What's the key? The key is to give God what you got. So what do you got? What's in your hand? What's in your house? The miracles in the house. The, the, the fourth thing we can learn is he fills what you bring. He fills what you bring. He fills, in other words, what's available. Are you available? Because he fills what you bring. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. And then he says, don't just ask for a few. 
See, some of us, we, 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 because we, well, no, I don't think God really cares about, so we do, well, God, he's not really interested in me, he's taking, he really loves that preacher, or he really loves that person over there, but, he, but we've got to understand over our lives, whatever it is, don't just ask for a few. Some of you are not asking for, for the greatest. Why? Because you don't feel you deserve it. I want to tell you, Jesus paid the price so we can be a son and daughter of the living God. You've got to understand this. So, so we are joint heirs even with Jesus Christ so we can receive greater things. Shall we do? So don't just ask for a few. Don't just grab a few. In other words, the, the jars, listen, this is important. The jars you bring will determine the size and scope of the miracle. The jars you, 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 you bring will determine what God pour, how much God pours, pours out. And, and I get it, asking for jars could be awkward, right? Going to the neighbor's house, give me some jars. What for? Don't know. And give me your biggest jars. <laughs> but it's like, there's nothing in it. No, I know. Just uh, what's, what's, What do you need it for? I, I, I don't know. The man of God just says, get jars. A friend, I want to just tell you in your life now, maybe you don't know what you're getting your jars for. Maybe you, just, you don't. I, I don't know what God's going to do, but you've got to get your jars ready. Tap your neighbor and say, get, get, get your jars ready. Come on. Because we don't know what God is going to. But he said, don't just grab just a few. And like I said, it can be awkward asking, asking for... It's like Noah building an ark when it had never rained. Because yeah. yeah. you know that, right? When, when Noah built the ark, it had never rained on the earth. It's like, why, why build a boat? It's, what, 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 what is this going to do? And it can feel like that. And everyone would have made, can, can make fun of you because you're, you're, you're believing God for something. And maybe people have made fun. Well, you, you just think God's going to do something. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting ready for what God's about to pour out somebody. Come on, as a church, we need to, I don't know what God's going to, but we need to get ready for what God's going to pour out. Come on, somebody. What is God going to pour out? Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Preacher, preacher, good. What's he going to pour out? got to get our jars ready. Well, I don't know if he'll pour it out today. I don't know if he'll pour it out tomorrow. I don't know, but we've got to get our jars ready. Because the, the, the jars we will bring will determine the size of what can be pour, poured up. Because here's the thing. What, what they bought, God filled. Well, they brought God filled. It says she left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. It says when all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped. The miracle stopped. The move of God stopped. Flowing. When did it stop flying? When there were no more vessels available. If that, if that had one more jar, he would have filled it. If that had five more jars of oil, it would have been filled. The oil flows and fills the jars that are available. In John chapter 2, there's another mother asking for a, for a miracle. Our wedding was on and the party was pumping. I can't do that. The beats were coming down. 
And, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, says, look, they've run out of wine. And, and, and Jesus is like, hey, mom, <laughs> not right now. Uh, my time has not yet come. She's not, like, do whatever he says. And from the heart of the mother, we get a manifest miracle. And it tells us this. There were, there were six empty stone jars nearby. Six. And, and he told them, fill them to the brim with water. And, and it tells us that they were 30-gallon Jars, I looked at how much is 30 gallons. That's 113 liters each. That's 700 liters. Good party. 700 liters. And, and, and they, they, they filled, they filled. The, the, the men there, the six jars, they filled what was available. And he, he turned, you know, the, the miracle, he turned water into wine. It's your brother priest who got pulled over at the checkpoint. I say, you had anything to drink? No, just this large bottle of water. Sir, I just count to five for me, please. One, two, three, four. Sir, you're over the limit. The priest goes, it's a miracle. He's done it again. Come on, somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. That was good. Come on. Worked hard on that one. But here's the thing. If there were seven jars or ten jars, he would have filled... Them all, if they were available, they would be filled. He fills what is available. Second Corinthians 4, 7 says, we are a jar. You and I are a vessel. Are you available for filling? Because here's the point number five. He can only fill what is empty. He can only fill what is empty. Some, see, can I, I just sometimes we're filling our lives up. With stuff that don't matter, that problems we shouldn't worry about. We're filling our lives up with stuff that really has no eternal consequence. With, so sometimes we're filling our life up with unforgiveness because that person hurt me, and, 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 or, 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 or I'm upset with this one. Or maybe we're filling our lives up with, with just meaningless junk that doesn't matter. But, but you can't fill what's not empty. He fills what is empty. It's sort of like the, like the Christmas story, isn't it? Where, where, where there was no place or no room for him in the end. They, they didn't make space or place. Can I, can I tell you? We've got to make space and place for, for, for God, to, for his Holy Ghost to fill us. Come on, somebody. We've, we've got to make space in our lives. We've got to stop filling ourselves with junk. Rubbish in, rubbish out. He fills what's empty. You know, when sometimes Pastor Helen, I I think last week we were doing doing the worship, and she said what many worship leaders say. She was doing her thing, and you know, as Helen does, and she's doing her thing, and she's like, "How many want a fresh touch from God?" The reality is, every single one of us. In that moment, she's like, of course, I want a fresh touch. Because I don't know about you, I leak. Come on, I leak. I mean, stuff. Uh, come on, I, 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 I might have got filled up last week, but whew. come on. You're sitting at the traffic lights and that person pulls in front of you and you know who you are. But, but 
it, it amazes me if, if we look around and say, how many want a fresh touch? Oh, no, not me. I'm, I'm good, thanks. No, you're not good. <laughs> I, I, I want to tell you, you, you when, when, when we lead in that way and say, how many want a fresh touch? We should be going, I need a fresh touch. I need. I, oh, maybe you were filled 20 years ago, but I want to tell you, it's not just being filled. There needs to be a constant filling in our our lives, because uh, listen, if you're someone, I'm, I'm full enough, thanks. Oh, I never want to get to a place where I'm full enough, because when I'm full enough, the miracle stops. When I'm full, come on, somebody, when I'm full enough, the oil starts. Oh, well, I don't know, I'm just tired of being a Christian. No, 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 you, you're full. The miracle starts. You've got to understand, you've got to uh, get to a place where you're empty so you can be filled. Come on. Preacher is preaching very well. I'm even happy with myself this morning. Because again, I, I, when you're preaching, I'm not just saying that because I think I'm amazing. I'm saying it because I can feel the, the Holy Ghost on the, what, what, what I'm speaking. This is something for us. It's not just words. It's a power. Because some of you are like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm full. Maybe you're full of it. <laughs> oh, that wasn't in my notes. This came out. Friends, when we say, oh, come on, we, anybody here need a fresh touch? Every single hand should be up in this place going, I need, I want, oh, how I need you, God. Oh, how I need you, God, to fill me. Because I'm desperate, God. I need your strength. I need your power. I need your anointing. I need your Holy Ghost to fill me and to strengthen me. I need you to pour your oil. The oil represents the Holy Spirit and anointing. Oh, I need your anointing. I need your power. You can only feel what's, what's empty. But here's the thing. If we're full, the oil stops. We've got to remain at a constant place of, of Lord, fill, fill me. And how, how can we do that? Well, simply by understanding that if I take the oil, if we look at the story as an example, it was like when the oil was, when the jar was filled, filled to the brim, it stopped. They moved on to the next jar. Can I, can I just say, one of the ways that we can remain constantly being filled is if as he fills us, we pour out. As he pours in, we pour out into other vessels. Have you ever gone to the garden center sometimes for those king gardeners and they, they have those fountains and it's got a, like a tap and the tap pours into a pot and the pot's always pouring into another pot and, it, and it's constantly empty. Now, that's how we've got to live uh, our lives with the constant flow because we, 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 we've got to learn that as, we, as he pours in and we pour out because here's the thing, we're not filled to be fat. We're not filled to be flat. Fat. We're filled to flow in the Holy Ghost. We're filled uh, to flow. If we, if we just, I mean, think about the Dead Sea. Stuff flows into it. There's, there's an inflow, but there's no outflow. And it's the Dead Sea. 
Friend, I want to tell you, if you've got a Christian life where you've got inflow but no outflow, it's no wonder you can fa- I feel like my faith is dead, friends. I want to tell you, there's got to be an inflow and there's got to be an outflow. So that means, what, what does that mean? If God's blessed you in some area, if God's blessed you in some area, if He's poured in, then you pour it out into somebody. You keep the oil, because that keeps the oil flowing as you do. I'm, I'm, God's blessed me in my marriage, so I'm going to pour it in and help somebody else's marriage. God's blessed me in my finance, so I'm going to pour it in and help somebody else. God's blessed me in this area or that area. And I'm going to take it and I'm going to pour it, pour it out. And as, he, as we pour here, God's like, I can keep pouring the oil. I can keep pouring the oil. Because it's not just filled for, for me, 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 me. It's filled that we can, it can flow out and, and impact others' lives. We can only fill what's empty. Some, some of you... God, stuff, you're so full of this and so full. You've got so many things. Oh, yeah, it's the time to. It's empty. Fill me again. So you've been Christians like ages. And you're just like, fill me, Lord, fill me, Lord, fill me more, Lord, more, Lord. But it becomes just about us. See, we've been given a task to go into all the world and preach the, preach the gospel, to make disciples of everyone, to, to reach out to her. He pours into us so we can pour out and help other people in their lives and help other, other people in their, their struggles. He pours into us so we can, we can pour, pour out. And, and, and again, as, as we do that, here's... The Bible says, you know, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. As we pour out, he, he pours in. And if we, we allow ourselves just to, 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 to not just be filled once. Like, like I, I remember the encounter I had with the, with the Holy Spirit many years ago when I first became a, became a Christian. But that, that, it's not one encounter. It's, it's filled and be continuously filled. Friend, I, I need to be filled today. I'll need to be filled tomorrow. Come on, somebody. Because I don't know about you, I don't want the oil to stop. Uh, and what God is doing at the church, I don't know. I'm just, I've, I've got to make sure we've got enough vessels. I've got to make sure. And, 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 and you are all vessels. Who are you pouring out into? Who are you pouring out into? This church, this should never be about us. It should be about them, this community, 56,000 people or whatever, whatever it is who don't know. There's a God in heaven who's ready to pour out some, something that they can't, they can't understand, they can't know. But if we would just give ourselves to it. I mean, I mean that's when, when, when we step out and we say to that person on the, on the road, just like way a Chinese friend. I mean, when he's up in conference, on the, taking the, the Uber there, that he just felt, I've got to speak to this Uber driver. He'd never done it before. And then he, he shares with this Uber driver. He just felt to say that, you know, God's going to take care of your situation. That, that, that he's going to provide for your, your family. As he did, that, 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 the Uber driver just about broke. And you've got to understand, Asian, to, to, you don't talk about that stuff. You don't talk about your, your weakness. And, and this guy broke down. What was Wei doing? He was pouring out and pouring in, emptying the vessel. So how was Wei when, 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 when he, he arrived? He was pumped. Why? Because he just got a fresh, because as he poured out, God poured in, and he was like, whoa, hallelujah. And then he got up on the stage, and I couldn't stop him preaching. So uh, 
filled to get fat. We're filled so the oil can flow. We're blessed to be a blessing. So who are you pouring into? When you take that moment and just say, hey, can I pray for you a moment for that person at work? Can I just pray? Just take, you know, I, just, I, I don't know if anything will happen, but I just want to pray for you. You pour, pour it out. You never know what God will do. Hey, would you take a moment? I just want to, it's just a Sunday. Can I pick you up and bring you to church? I just, yeah, you know, I, I know stuff's going on in your life. And hey, maybe, maybe just come and check it out. Just check it out once. You know why we say four Sundays? Check it out because, because we know that, that people who will come for full time. I met a guy in the four a couple of weeks ago. How many Sundays you've been here? This is my fourth because you asked me to come four times. And, and check it out. And so I, my first experience, they said not many people talk to me. <laughs> not many people connected and connect. So I was like, but he came the next week and people started talk, uh, talking and they came the, the next week. Well, well, so we said, come four times, get four, four times, check it. You might, uh, you know, you might find the 8 a.m. service suits you more or whatever. whatever check, check, check it out. That's why when we finish church, look for those who are standing by themselves. Look for those. Who, who can I pour out? Look, look for those. You can see it. Who's gone through pain? You can see it. Don't be awkward about it. But again, who can you pour your life into? We don't keep pouring, the oil stops flowing. I want to make sure we've got enough vessels to contain and catch what God wants to pour out. Would you stand up for a moment, please? Close your eyes, bow your heads. Some of you got junk in your life that you need to just let go right now. Clear it out right now. We just we just open the taps of that junk and right now and we clear it out. We empty out right now in the name of Jesus. Just emptying it out, emptying it out. You know what that junk is? Just say, be gone, just quietly in your breath, under your breath, just say, be gone, be gone. That's gone. It's emptying it out. Just clearing it out, clearing, clearing out the stuff that's been filling me up, all the random rubbishy stuff. Now I want you to put your hands out like this because you're ready. I need to be filled out. We're beginning a process today that, God, you just begin to fill your oil. Pour out your oil right now. Pour out your oil. New oil, new oil, new oil, new oil, new oil, new oil. Start to fill, start to flow. Right now, Holy Ghost, start to, start to, start to flow and fill.
see who can I pour into? Who can I get? Who can I pour into to help keep the oil flowing? I need that fresh oil every day. In Jesus' name. And everybody said.